Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Ryan Nanny, Jason Kirk, Hello. Holly Anderson, and on the ones and Hi. twos, Michael Serber. Hey. This is a very to-the-point episode. Sometimes you ask questions, and sometimes we answer. You can email. You can leave a voicemail. Um, Serber, have that, you ever used turntables? Those are the things you go through to get on the train. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. <laughs> and you can Only, make music with them. He'd be an amazing DJ. Only in Stop. my dreams. Stop. He'd do my thing where he would, he would by request play only one line from a song over and over again. My latest that stuck the in my head. Ma- the Fat Man Scoop special. Well, the 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 taking them off the shelf, right? Mm, where you right, just play one yeah. line. My latest yep. being, I'm going to fight them all from Seven Nation Army. Just play that for seven minutes straight. Well, the best was that is hip-hop. Wh- whoever on Twitter suggested that Billy Joel should play the halftime show and he should play Up Down Girl, but he should just say halftime show over and over again. <laughs> yes. 
I apologize oh, God, for not terrific. citing whoever came up with it, but that's the best idea I've ever heard. Especially, oh, especially if you don't tell anyone and everybody's like, oh shit, it's the Rihanna halftime show and here's Billy Joel just bellowing halftime show over and over again. Rihanna featuring Billy Joel. That's right. But she just throws to him and he does all the work. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> She's like, I'm a billionaire. I don't have to do this shit She's anymore. She's not even there. She just appears remotely as a hologram. And here's Billy Joel to do the show. Rihanna showing up for the Super Bowl halftime via Zoom would be, or FaceTime, that would be it, like holding her up on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. While Billy Joel eats actual Utz chips on stage <laughs> while he's singing halftime show. <laughs> halftime show. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Um, we are going to go through listener submitted questions, uh, both of the written and the audio category. Um, Ryan, let's get straight to it. Let's let's let's, let's not hesitate. Okay, so f- a few few things. Um, I realize maybe it's rude of us to only give people two hours to submit questions, but again, Jason made it very clear. If you submitted after the two-hour window, we did not read your email. We do not know what you said. Maybe it was the best question ever. It will never ever pop in our heads unless you submit it the next time because we didn't to be clear this does not mean our email inbox is your personal uh secrets treasure chest yeah do not Um, do not send us information just knowing that no one will read it because i know you were already thinking that's i know how that's a good point folks think yeah that does not go for the voicemail box but only because (laughs) you're all already using it that way do not Um, send your social security number and routing number and checking account number to the full cast email don't don't do it whatever read it oh no not that yeah that's it if you send it outside of established (laughs) business hours which which are already over then you must include your financial information that is correct yes um so we got a lot of these if yours isn't in here, we still love you. It's just we didn't pick your question. It's cool. Or you were weird and you weirded us out. Shh. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to start with Holly. What? Holly, the question that you were, that you claimed, one of the questions that you claimed, and I left these all anonymous. Going about your normal day, how many owls would you need to see before you thought something was wrong? Because <laughs> of, first of all, if you can hear, the full... <laughs> First of all, if you could hear, the second you asked that question, every animal in this house went shit crazy. Yep. For reasons I can't currently determine. Owl-based, probably. No, like it started with the full cat. Good. Huh. My answer is probably more than is safe. I have a really high owl bar after the house that I lived in before I moved to my current place because there was an enormous tulip poplar that was like a May Queen sized tulip poplar that was actually in my neighbor's backyard, but it kind of towered over the fence. Right. Um, and it contained, uh, it contained what sounded like six to eight dozen owls at any one given time. <laughs> but here's the best part. They weren't all the same kind of owl. Like there were, there were the owls that sounded like the cartoon owls on a on a television show. Like you would hear like hoo hoo hoo. Like an like, owl oh. freshman dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there was, and I've never figured out what this other one was. I I know that we have um, multiple ornithologists in the full, full cast community, so please weigh in on this and tell me what the hell was in my backyard. There was one. There was one owl in there, and uh, Spencer, I know you can attest to this because you've heard it. 
that just sounded like a grown man saying hoot hoot hoot. Yeah, like 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 he just smoked a cigarette. Like hoot <laughs> hoot. <laughs> it, it sounded like, and for the first uh, for the first like few months I lived there, I thought it was like you know neighbor gets drunk and or high and wants to right. talk to the owls. This sounds like somebody I want to be personally friends with. But no, it's a bird how, that how, just sounds like it's going hoot. How did you confirm that it's a bird? Well, we went outside multiple times mm-hmm. to see if this was, in fact, some kind of like tape recording that someone had set up. Or I don't know what other strategies you use to deter like bats and whatnot. Uh, right. I think it was suggested at one point that maybe someone was trying some elaborate pest deterrent scheme by faking an owl terribly. But no, I've heard this standing directly beneath the tree and just staring up into it. It's it's a bird or it's a very, very spry old man. Is it possible it's a bird with a human face type situation? God, I hope so. <laughs> do you do you have the annihilation bear of owls? It would explain a lot if it's also a Falcons fan. Or, I mean, we assume based on the films that all predators do when they come to Earth is hunt mm-hmm. humans. But like some predators have to be like, I like to go to Earth to put my to put my cloaking device on and just pretend to be birds and just, just to vibe. mess with people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm not here to collect spines and skulls. I'm just no, here. This I'm just is here to my goof. verbo. That's it right. It could be a situation where this this alien uh, creature came down a few thousand years ago and was like, everyone is scared of owls. Why? <laughs> and then they they just live among owls and it's like they they just sit there and they fly. It's kind of quiet and that's creepy, but. They just they just sit there, so yeah, it's pretty good. Being so what owls. is so, what so is the answer remember? to how many owls yeah. I'd have to see in a day before I thought was something was wrong was probably enough owls to make it too late for me for whatever mm. I was supposed to be saving from because I've I've got a I've got a high owl uh, I've got a high owl tolerance just personally. Right. I want to tweak this question slightly. Okay, how does the answer change if you are in let's say Washington D.C. at lunchtime? How many owls do you have to see having lunch in oh, Washington? Man. The owls be... themselves are having lunch. Correct. For it to be too many owls. The owls are at the Shake Shack. I would vacate the area immediately, but I would do so with a glad heart and hope for success at whatever the owls were up to next. I would warn Finally. no one. Yeah. Finally, America's no. third party rises. It's, it's daytime owls. <laughs> I'm walking right in there and just hanging. Yeah. If I see any of the warnings typically present in a video game indicating that somebody is about to completely destroy an area and yeah. I'm in de- I'm in like you know is it Oh you'd be you'd in an Independence Day you'd be on top of the Capitol Records tower being like yeah fuck me up aliens In any other city in DC I'm going to be like I'm going to watch this over there I'm just going to okay. go over there watch this okay. all happen Okay Oh, man, Lots to think owl. about, though. Thank you for whoever came up with that question. This owl just kept bragging about how he went to Brown. Very boring owl. There is, I forgot, there is a uh, there is a neighborhood barred owl. Uh, that's what? B-A-R-R-E-D owl, where, uh, where my new house is. I, I uh, was hoping it was B-A-R-D, and it was like an owl with a heart. No, that's, that's, that's the natural rival of the owl that went to Brown. Yeah. Gotcha. Is, is that kind of barred owl. Okay, cool. Great. It's the only owl that actually attacks people. I know. That's why I'm so excited. Why does it attack people? I mean, we've earned it. Because. Okay. I don't. That's fair. 
I would still. I don't believe that the owl needs a reason. That scoreboard. Um, Jason, I'm going to give you the next question. Which number is higher, Matt Rule's wins as Nebraska head coach next season, or the number of seasons he will end up coaching there in total? So, um, this is not the easiest schedule next year for the Huskers. Uh, They have to start off with a trip to Minnesota. um, And, you know, as as we've seen, Minnesota can be really good. They can also be really bad. Um, Going to Colorado. This time last year, that was an instant, easy, automatic dub. Um, Colorado going forward is uh, one of the biggest question marks in the country just in terms of the roster turnover. Um, And in fact, because of them in Arizona State in particular, I have completely abandoned all pretense of like evaluating team off seasons by like, how good are the players coming in? Where's their recruiting class ranked? When, you know, this quarterback, has he thrown passes before all that? No. Uh, we're going to go to, we're going to 247 to the combined transfer plus recruiting roster turnover rankings. Just looking at who had the biggest number of guys coming in. Guys is, of course, not gender specific. All football players are guys. Um, Colorado is bringing in more than 40 guys. Nebraska is bringing in 38 guys. So in that game... We're going to see who brought in the most guys. The team that won must be the one that did. Um, so, so we have Nebraska at 0-2 is what I'm saying. I'm giving them NIU and La Tech, uh, Michigan at Illinois. No, Northwestern at home. We're up to three. Okay. Um, Purdue and Maryland, let's say you get one of those, you lose the rest. All right, four. We're going to set you at four and a half for the over-under for year one. You brought in a lot of guys, but not enough. Um, Matt Rule staying somewhere more than four years. That's <laughs> I think that's aggressive. <laughs> has, um, that, has that happened at any stop at any stretch? <laughs> I'm uh, let's see. I'm only uh, aware of him like back to Temple. Temple let's was see. three. Uh, Buffalo uh, this, D-line the, coach. Temple three head years. coach stint was four. Baylor's three. Yeah, it's it. This is a guy who likes to move around so much. He didn't have to work this year, and he did just so he could move somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the win total this year is higher than his total number of years. And I, I, I love that this is like, check back in 2027 to see if this cashed. This is also a really helpful potential unit of measurement. We had, uh, we had another, another reader write in to ask if we thought that Hugh Freeze would last longer than one Harson. Uh, <laughs> and I, I like the notion of developing a system of measurement uh, just based on these guys. Okay. Very helpful. Um, Holly, should we do a voicemail? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a there's a great related voicemail to uh, the subject that we just touched upon. Vamping, 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 because I'm trying to remember where it was. What were we just talking about? Matt Rule. By the way, Matt Rule, something deeply wrong with him, and I mean that as kind of a compliment, because the only place he chose to stay for longer than three years was Philadelphia. Go he Browns. went back. Like he, he did multiple stints. He's been mm-hmm. in Philly for like eight years. Mm. Yeah. He was like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Life is shit. I can't wait to get more of it. It's great. <laughs> I'm going back. Go I'm birds. Straight back. First chance I get. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan, I wanted to throw this one to you from uh Alex from Georgia, four two three. Hey there, full cast. Uh, this is Alex from Georgia, and uh, I had uh, my non-football watching wife posed a question. I think is in the noble spirit of the Ferentz administration of Iowa football. What's the highest 
score. A team has gotten and won a game without ever scoring a touchdown. Uh, if y'all are doing well, hail raw, praise be to Antioch. Uh, this is a great question. Ryan, can you first tell our, our readers the answer that you thought initially was correct? Because I think it's funnier. Okay, so whenever I get, whenever I have a, whenever I wonder something like this, I go to sportsreference.com. Uh, they are, and this is no fault of their own, much better at answering these questions for pro basketball, baseball, and pro football. They just have more accumulated data. So first limitation, you're only the answer I can give you only goes from the year 2000 until now. When I put in the search, which is basically like give me every game in which a team did not score a touchdown of any sort and sort them by points scored, the answer appeared to be the 2021 Missouri over Florida win, uh, which was a 24-23 win for Missouri. Now, I think the database got a little confused here because while this game went to overtime 16-16 with... um, with even that actually I'm looking at is wrong. I don't know why it said there were no touchdowns here. There were some, there were not many. It would have been funny, I agree, if this was the answer, but that doesn't appear to be the right one. The right one appears to be a tie. I'll give you the least funny answer first and then the more funny answer. The least funny is an Oregon State-Washington game from 2005, where Oregon State beat Washington 18-10. to They did that with, as you can probably guess, six field goals um <laughs> pretty 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 standard stuff and like in the course of this it was like they they jumped out to a 12-0 lead and washington didn't get the touchdown until there was less than a minute left so in a weird way it was like yeah that was fine the better answer or at least the more full cast answer is a game from 2016 where auburn beat lsu by the score of 18 to 3 that is again, better and that and that includes Auburn scoring again, six field goals. Um, looking at it quickly, f- four of these come from inside thirty-two yards, so they're basically extremely fucked up red zone possessions. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's just it's just pretty perfect here. This was a game that went into the fourth quarter with LSU leading thirteen twelve. And then Auburn kicked two field goals, and that was that. <laughs> the NFL answer is so predictable and disturbing, by the way. Oh, I think so, I looked this up, but but remind me what it is. The Vikings had 23 points versus yeah. the Rams on November 5th, 1989. They had 23 points. So let's. how many safeties is that? That's the thing. There's got to be a safety in there because... You can't because you can't get there by threes, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Safety. Say Minnesota. Minnesota. By the way, in OT, the game-winning safety against the Giants or against the Rams, Mike That's Mike Merriweather pulled in the game-winning safety for a twenty-three twenty-one win. There was an NFL game that ended on a safety in overtime. Uh huh. And it was already this fucked up. Like. I, I think this is the clearest answer why NFL overtime is better than college overtime. College overtime, <laughs> like, just, it, it's extreme. It could happen. It's extremely unlikely that the game would ever end on a safety. But the NFL has done it. And if college football used NFL overtime, we would see this conservatively 
<laughs> once every two seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once a week or so. <laughs> I, yeah, I we we got to make the overtime safety happen. I it, it can happen, but it's going to take some doing. It would this require just, that what was it, that Mississippi State game where they ended up yeah, with the, like third and goal from the four from their own. Yeah, four like James Franklin the has got this in him. The Mississippi State LaTeX game, the eighty-seven yeah. yard mm-hmm. uh, negative fumble. So you need yeah. that, and then more things to go. Yes, if and then a, you need if to I be have a program even worse. That, Mississippi State is on my list of programs that have this in them. Like if I shake Mississippi State long enough. The, the like game losing safety is somewhere in their body, right? Just shake it till it falls out. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, all right. Spencer, I'm going to give one to you. I am not surprised that you signed up for this one. Of the 12 signs of the Chinese Zodiac, which I'll let you list as you go through them, how many have you eaten? Okay. So uh, the Chinese Zodiac will go in order. Rat. I have not eaten rat. In an upset, I know. I have no, not eaten no, rat. No, I, I want to be clear. As, as, as poorly as I think of you on this podcast sometimes, I've never thought you've eaten a rat. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank you. You should. You should. He says contemplatively that he's going to take <laughs> this as a compliment. He had to think about it. Now, uh, ox. This one's tricky because an ox is technically cattle- you know, used as a, as draft animals. So, no, I've never eaten oxen. Oh, the draft king, okay. the animal kingdom. That's right. <laughs> a never risk, thought about that. A risk-free bet, becoming a draft animal, because they probably won't eat you. Less times get hard. So, uh, while I have come close to eating oxen, and would, like, happily, I have never eaten ox. Uh, tiger. Never been offered would not. That's bad. Not going to do it. It's an endangered animal. For, for, I was going to say for conservation reasons. Okay. For conservation reasons. If, yeah. if somebody said to you, this is lab grown tiger meat, it did <laughs> not, it did not impact the ecological footprint of tigers. Would you eat it then? Yeah, I would. Okay. I would. Yeah, that's right. Betty. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I would save, absolutely. Save some for Betty. <laughs> I would absolutely eat some tiger. Apparently. By the way, initial field reports from people who have consumed tiger that I know, um, which is, one one person, a particularly crazy uncle, I and um, Betty. <laughs> well, there used to be. She a, had a life pretty, before before she came to us. Good old Uncle Betty, just you eating gotta, tiger whenever she feels like it. It's delicious. The reports aren't positive. Cats don't taste really good, so okay. it's. I wouldn't too, exactly be. <laughs> they're too nervous. To to it. <laughs> they are. They're nervous they're animals. Too. They're restless. Uh, the salad, the salad portion of the diet. You're not going to get that delicious grass-fed taste out of them because tigers have just been eating, especially people, right? People, that's an unclean food. You don't want one. You don't want to get yeah, the man. People have hooves. That's right. Yeah. People have cloven hooves. Rabbit, repeatedly, would do again. If you okay. have one right now, I will eat it. They're delicious. Dragon. We have a theoretical problem here. Hmm. Uh, but what's the closest, that? What's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Elaborate. Yeah, because, you know, we're talking about an imaginary meat. Uh-huh. Um, I would definitely for the record Dragon was- Denier Spencer <laughs> Hall. <laughs> for the record, I was recently talking with a friend about um she had visited the National Leprechaun Museum in Ireland and I was asking her about it. And my wife asked, like, what's the deal with the pot of gold thing? And the friend says, Oh, that part's a myth. That's that part. <laughs> that clears up a lot. Oh. Hmm. 
I have a comment like? and a question. What about Komodo dragon? Oh. <sighs> yeah, I would. But you I have not. To but be I would. Clear. But I have okay. not. Yeah, okay. I have not. And I have not eaten um, a large enough lizard to where I figure I, could, I can even get into a comparable dragon. I want to back up just slightly. What mm -hmm. are the smaller lizards that you've eaten? What What's the, the biggest, biggest lizard you've eaten? <laughs> Uh, an iguana? Like, what? Yeah. That, like, iguana? The whole thing and iguana, not just no, some. No, 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 I'm iguana. not taking down a whole thing like, a, no, like on the have tail. You, Why have, would you say that? Like, that's the part that's unreasonable. Have you eaten a lizard before of any size? Folks, I hope you don't think we're getting past this question in the mailbag. This is the rest of the show. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? You said. Why, you, why did you say that as if most people have. Well, why wouldn't you? It's if it's on the, if it's on the I've menu. Never, I've never thought about it until right now. Come on. Nope. It's never been on the menu for me. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Your How was it? is different than mine. Spencer, <laughs> once again, tell it's, us. It's, it's a dollar and it's a side. Oh, yeah, once you again, get that this man will not dog. eat cheesy bread. <laughs> Jeez, disgusting lizard. I'll say lizard's mid. What, <laughs> what, what is, can we talk you into a cheesy lizard? Absolutely not. Uh, lizard poblano. Yeah. Um, if you go at the right time of year, they got they got peach a, lizard. A, a chill lizard, lizard <laughs> Follow up question and next category. Spencer, have you eaten snake? Yes, snakes. Fine. Okay. Oh, everybody's yeah. eaten snake. Snakes. Yeah. Snakes. Everybody's snake done is that. actually a pretty good snack. Okay. Yeah. Snake snack. Yeah. Abundant. Right. Not this endangered. Ne in this most next cases. one is really a have you been to Canada one? Have you? No. Don't. And I have a, a horse, and I have not eaten horse. I would okay. I happily eat horse. That would be fine. Happily? Uh, go why, why happily? Happily? Because, you know. No, well I don't. That's why I'm, I'm going to tell Felder you, you said I'll get, that. I'll get you out of this one. Because <laughs> you're a Mongol. Lean, there you go. Yeah, there it's lean go. protein. Yeah. It was good enough for Genghis. It's, it's good enough for me. It's good enough for Genghis. 1,500-pound animal. Good enough for Genghis, and it's good enough for me. I love horses, but, you know, I would also eat one. Sorry. I'm going to be over here making Methodist youth camp uh, Mongol songs for the rest of the show if anybody Ho needs me. Holly, remind me later to text you about the musical I'm going to write in unemployment. So Okay, cool. Okay. Unemployment? We'll Did something there. happen? Nah, it's fine. Oh, uh, cool. Goat. Yes. Wood. Right now. Have? Delicious. Have? Awesome. Goat's yeah. have, you, Goat's have you eaten it? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Repeatedly. Okay. It's delicious. Um, Makes a fine taco. Monkey. No, and I would not. Okay. It no. just doesn't. Out just of the seems, doesn't seem clean or delicious or pleasant. Yeah, not not exactly the most appetizing Three things thing. that you would never apply to goat. Um, rooster. Yes. Dog. I've had the opportunity to eat dog and I declined. Because I can't eat a dog. Um, don't ask me for any intellectual consistency between these two. Pig, of course, <laughs> would eat right now. <laughs> So, so, so what are we looking at? So that puts our, our that puts our total at uh, a paltry one, two, four, three, four, five. I've eaten five, five of the eaten. twelve signs of the Chinese zodiac. Spencer, what about oxtail? Oh yeah, six. So, so I, I looked, I looked I, that up. I figured, I figured. Yeah, that 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 can't. I think that can can count. Although most oxtail isn't from an ox. Yeah, but it's, it's original, right? But yeah. six. So I'm. Okay. I, you know I'm. I'm Batting five hundred here. What yeah, is, and if you're, hmm. what is the one you can add this year? The one that I think I can add horse. Horse, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> let's do Hold it. On. Just 
Spencer's going to take down a horse. Hold Not on. in the way that any of us predicted. <laughs> let, let me... Uh, you know what? It's you know what? I'm going to have... Meat. What are you looking up? I am going somewhere this year where horse Oklahoma? meat is served. Good. All right. So <laughs> I will report, came. I will report, <laughs> yeah, El Paso, Texas. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Um, I'm going to take one. Is that what happens to the Sooner Schooner ponies that tip over? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Fair I'm enough. Take, I'm going to take one real quick. <clears throat> Does Inspector Gadget have to say go, go, Gadget penis when he goes to have sex? Why did yes. you leave these anonymous again? Because I submitted that one. Okay. Um, the answer is no, because he doesn't say go, go, Gadget hands to have hands. He would say go, go, Gadget erection. That's what he would say. Hmm. Voicemail time. Hmm. Let's go to, uh, let's see, let's kill another 25 minutes. Can we play 317 Matt from Indianapolis? Hey, Fullcast. Was just curious. I'm playing 20 questions in the car with my wife, and you wanted to try to get me to guess Airbud. And you know how you usually start off with, is it a person, place, thing, idea, whatever? Um, she, went, she went with person, but not thing. I just want to know how you guys feel about that. Thanks. Ryan, as a legal scholar, I, I was hoping this would, I was hoping you could provide some clarity on this issue. So I guess the question is this. If Air Bud commits a crime while playing basketball. I want to emphasize while playing basketball, would Airbud be charged with that crime? Depending on your answer, if you say yes, he's 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 by choosing to undertake human activity, he becomes subject to man's law. Then for the purposes of the question of this 20 questions, yes, Airbud is a human. If you think the answer is no, despite playing basketball because there is no rule against it, he would not be charged with a crime because he's a dog, then the answer is no. He should have been a thing. Oh, okay. What? How, how do you take into account, if we are going to call him a person, Yeah. Um, how do we take into account his age? Uh, is he being charged as a juvenile? Oh, or oh, are we taking dog into years. account dog years? Dog years. Uh, which is, I yes. believe is 6.87. Yeah, the answer is dog years. And so hmm. under almost any circumstance, he would... There is There are very few circumstances where this dog would not be charged with any crime. The question is, charged as a juvenile or not? And and yeah, I mean, I think this one solves itself. The other thing so, is like... So the air buddies yeah. are not people. The air buddies are not people. Legally not people. The Airbuds are. But again, only when they're doing basketball. They're sort of day walkers of humans. Mm-hmm. Sure. Huh. I think the hardest part in any criminal case for an Airbud is the part where you have to tell them they're a bad dog. A very bad oh, dog man. in court. No, no, no. No, just, it's, it's actually on the prosecution to, to prove that you're a very bad dog. <laughs> The presumption yeah, of innocence yeah. applies to the good Objection. dog. Objection! <laughs> Boo the prosecutor the entire time. How dare time. you? How dare you, you besmirch my the client's character like this? The jury box in the entire courtroom just turns to stare woundedly <laughs> at the liar trying to but make the prosecutor. Right? <laughs> the assistant DA is like, you fucked up, man. Oh, God, that's I should have gone to business dog. school. That's oh. character evidence, and it can only be used in very specific circumstances. And I would expect a lawyer like you, Spencer Hall, to know better than that. So Buddy the dog 
was, according to Wikipedia, which has never lied to me, nope. eight years old at the time of the film's release, so let's guess six or seven during filming, um, that is well into the age of yeah. legal personhood. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is any of us committing a basketball crime. What would be, hmm. So the answer is Spencer playing What's basketball. the most surprising mm-hmm. crime to commit during basketball? Wild Mail point. fraud? Medical fraud? No, I guess that, that actually has too much place. Yeah. Um, any, any financial fraud is going to be difficult. You don't yeah, okay. Racketeering? Or anything. Anything okay, yeah, hacking. Paperwork. Hacking would probably be arson is the most surprising. arson. I was yeah, <laughs> arson no, I'm like how just, I got there the same I time. I think you surprising did. in terms of like it happened. Whoa, I'm shocked, but like right. yeah, it, it seems oh, a lot logistically more difficult. not difficult. And, right? and 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 NBA Jam did pre- prepare us for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting so. the ball on fire and throwing it. That there are far more difficult things to do on a basketball. That's true. Court. You know. That's true. M- Murder is a rude one because that's a technical foul. I don't see any way you're not getting. You know, a T. Yeah, there's already a rule against that one. Voter fraud would be hard. But I guess sometimes there are, you do go vote in like a high school gym. But that can only happen once every year. Kidnapping would be. true. Really narrows your window. In, in, I would argue in certain circumstances, a jump ball is kidnapping. A brief moment of kidnapping. You were I mean, going Steve, up for the ball. Steve, I grabbed it from you and didn't take the ball from you. I held you via the ball and I briefly kidnapped you. Stephen Adams did pick up a grown man. That in was the kidnapping. Of a basketball yes. fight. So yes. yeah, confinement, kidnapping, definitely yep. part of it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you for thank you for lending your thoughts to this. Uh, it's what my law degree is for, Spencer. Back mm-hmm. to you briefly. Is Tampa just Memphis by the sea, or is Memphis inland Tampa? There, there's no relationship between these two cities. They share nothing in common. I'm nothing. appalled by the inaccuracy wow. of this question. Nothing. Okay, if, they both are you, next, if, they're both if, next to water. If I asked you, as a willing and able improv partner, to draw any connections <laughs> between Tampa and Memphis, take it from the top. I will draw, I've spotted I will, two problems. I will draw. I will draw contrast I wish, between. I wish we I will wouldn't draw see the face the Holly made as I because said this sentence. fundamentally. I'm so glad I wasn't taking a sip of a drink at that very this moment. This fundamentally misunderstands the notion of Tampa as a place without event, memory, or history. You okay. can do anything in Tampa, and it does not matter. You do not end up in Tampa to do something. You end up in Tampa to amnesiac yourself out of existence. All right, Tampa is not. Coastal Memphis, all right? The two share zero DNA whatsoever, okay? Tampa is Dayton by the beach. That's what God Tampa damn. is, okay? Tampa... No, Dayton has interesting <laughs> sports things that happen. <laughs> Tampa has produced nothing anyone will ever remember, and that's Dave by Batista, design. sir. <laughs> does anyone Ryan. remember? Does anyone remember? It's produced Ryan. No, Ryan it's Dave Batista. And the dreaded Todd. <laughs> Gary Spivey is actually the most culturally significant person to come from Tampa. Also, QVC is based in Tampa, so you're erasing large swaths of American culture, you monster. That erases itself every single day. Do you think QVC's ever like, let's run this one back? No, new deal. Clip show, QVC clip show. They never do that. They're like, look, a whole new slate of nothing. Can you register QVCclipshow.biz? 
for us real quick. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, just a vast, just a vast cake sheet of nothing. That's what Tampa's meant to be forever. It's produced nothing that anyone will remember, and that's the way it should be. Memphis, meanwhile, for ill and for good, is very memorable. All right, it has its own thing. I can't state that anything like that is true for the city of Tampa. Oh God, it's back. GasGorillaBowl.com has a new song. Wait, what? I've, Shh, I've just discovered. Yes, somebody emailed about that, I believe. Listen to that. No. No. Yeah. No. This is a miss. You'll notice. You'll it's notice. Got, it's got words. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't need words. It's nope. it's yeah, just got some. It's just got some quarterly sales meeting. Imagine Dragons mm. anthem over it now. The which video. Is exactly. It included stuff like guys signing paperwork and stuff like that. It was. It, it was like. Ooh. Okay. Business jock jams. Business pump. Up. I have a. Yeah, I have a voicemail. I have a voicemail leading directly out of this one. While you look that up. No, I no, it's lo- here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read this one aloud, actually, to preserve the uh, anonymity of the poster. Okay. So I used to work at the new sponsor for the Outback Bowl, and here's what you need to know about ReliaQuest. This is from Matt in 801. If you don't have a giant room of computer people and computers and a big full wall map of cybersecurity threats around the world like you see in the movies or need someone who does it, don't worry about it. What you do need to know, though, is that ReliaQuest is extremely Tampa. Earlier this year, year they had their big company-wide conference, and they held it at the arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. We sat on the ice with just a thin sheet over it for three days in this conference. They did it it on the ice? Yes. So you... (laughs) Ryan's face. Now it's Ryan's Mm -hmm. turn for a face. Apparently, they just put one of those ballroom floors down over the ice. Uh, So you ended up having to dress uh, for the weather outside and then change for the hockey arena atmosphere inside the same conference. Uh, They also brought in Inky Johnson of Tennessee fame as a motivational speaker, which is actually really cool. Then they brought in Flo Rida for an employees-only concert that included the for-real CEO getting on stage and spraying his employees with champagne, and then everyone had to come back to work the next day. Um. It should be noted, Flo Rida is probably the only person who, A, is not going to go to prison, and B, will get very rich because of crypto. Oh, dang. You're right. Um, Because he is... I'm trying to find it. While you're looking for that, thank you also to the multiple readers who wrote in to tell us that we predicted the collapse of FTX. We forgot about that, but that does sound like something that we would do. Okay. This is, this is from, but a few weeks ago. Um, and, and who are we going to thank for this? I don't, it doesn't matter. Some, uh, some website. Yeah. Florida just won an $82 million judgment from something called Celsius holdings. Um, Oh wait, this is an energy drink. Never mind. Celsius holdings super sounded like, crypto i feel i feel duped that's on them never mind flow right up still could go to jail for crypto i guess i live in an imperfect world i still if he goes to tampa the police will simply lose track of him because they'll be like what are we doing this is the place of no memory we came here for something and now we've forgotten 
I would like to walk into a grocery store once and hear wafting over the speakers, walking in Tampa. Like, not walking in Memphis, just <laughs> the Tampa sing, version of that Who show. would sing walking no. in Tampa? Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah, I was yep. walking in Tampa. <laughs> walking in Tampa. Uh, walking around. There's, there's no sidewalk. <laughs> except, except what? There's one very long sidewalk, and that's it. They put all the sidewalks in one place. Fair question, though, when in Tampa, do I really feel the way I feel? No. No. Hardly ever. Yeah. That's my favorite part. They're like, yeah, Tampa wins things. Bucks, Bucks won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, where are you going to celebrate? A boat? There's nowhere on land. I got norovirus. That's what I did. Yeah, that's I got norovirus. <laughs> uh, Jason, how long do you think someone could live in a Waffle House before being asked to leave? So if... This question is about how long, like, could you do it without intentionally altering your approach? Yeah. There, you're going to be able to put some, put some time on it as long as you're not obnoxious. You've you got to figure shift changes are to your favor. You know, the, the cook is just going to leave. The next one coming in is not going to think anything of someone sitting there and being there for a while. As long as they're not busy, you can rack up some hours. Like, people do just plop there to a where like you know the, the 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 server just thinks like they're 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 done on coffee i'm not taking them anymore they just sit there that's what they do that's highly possible if we're talking about number of days then i think as long as you don't smell bad and you are not sleeping in a booth by yourself i think you can get away with it like as long as you have friends coming in and they eat their meals sitting next to you while you sleep and then they leave if you can pull that off i think you can sit there for all time that's a really good – I hadn't thought about that strategy because I thought – I was going to say, like, how often do you have to reorder? But I, I agree. As long as, like, you are part of a party that is conducting some relatively active commerce, this could be endless? Well, yeah. And also, like, you know, um, there's also the sense of, like, if the booth isn't needed, if you don't move, I don't have to clean it. <laughs> so stay there. Mm. You've saved me work. <laughs> At what point do you think do you think that someone would notice? Like, what is the maximum amount of time you could stay in a Waffle House before, let's say, an employee was like, "Hey, wait a second. The next uh, when the when that shift comes back for the next day, you think I so? Think there, I think there are situations, probably a lot of them, where you can go beyond that. Yeah, because they'll just think like, "Oh, that's a person who sits a long time." They happened to sit for my entire shift yesterday. Now they're doing it again. People, yeah, do I that don't necessarily think it's. I think it's highly variable from employee to employee too. Right. I think what you could run into, though, is if someone works a double, they're going to notice you sat there for 16 straight hours. Yeah. Not to the point of, oh, that's weird. They're just right. going to notice it because five other people in there did the same thing. They're going to sure. notice you and, were one and, of them. And by the end of that, the, by the end of it, they just want to be done with the double. They don't really give a shit that yeah, you're there. It, right. What? what you, they're not charging you rent for that seat. They don't give a fuck. They're, I'm never coming back to this dump again. <laughs> They'll be back because it's their job, but that's what you say on the way out. Could you last longer living in your car in the Waffle House parking lot before somebody says something or living in the Waffle House? I think the car is easier easier to notice, right? Because like sitting in the booth, it's like, oh, that's 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 some You're, there's some you're part of there. the landscape in the booth. The car is yeah. very identifiable, right? And I think in a Waffle House parking lot particularly, people who notice vehicles and talk about vehicles, right? Plus, plus if you're in the booth, because of how a Waffle House is set up, 
they've got eyes on you. Nobody's like, hey, what's that dude up to? He's sitting Right, everyone knows what you're up to. If you're in the, your car in the parking lot for 10 hours, they're like, what the fuck's going... Like, I can't right, tell right. what's going on here, and that makes me uncomfortable. I think you're really, really onto something there. I think that is the point where... The manager, the um, maybe the the cook who's most into conspiracy theories starts whispering <laughs> about you. Um, one of the servers who's lost a fight earlier that day and is looking to uh, even up on the day starts drunk you know, customer who drunk customer who just doesn't oh, have yeah. a sense of boundaries at this point anymore. Yeah, like a few a few like nineteen uh, year old guys, uh, you know, just just looking to have an adventure and point like, of order mess with your car yeah. or whatever. How long could you st- how long can you stay drunk at a Waffle House though? Like, well, if you have friends visiting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right, they're, yeah, they're passing you stuff. As long as, like as, you long can, as you're... You can come in hella drunk, but Waffle House is designed to soak that shit up. Yeah, you're going uh, to need to fortify against that effect. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as I think you're giving the staff a taste, they, they'll, they'll look the other way. Mm. Do, you um, think, do you think, who would crack first? You or Waffle House? <laughs> oh, you. Me personally or the person trying to pull Let's say off? you personally, yeah. I'm not going to outlast the. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, they'll notice, Mm-mm. and you know what? They'll they'll, I, they'll like give me nicknames and shit, and they'll yeah. like you know they'll develop a, a like a, a a personality that they'll define me they as. They might ask like, you to start. They might giving you. They start giving you jobs. There's that. It's like it'll become such a social relationship that they'll know a lot of stuff about me, and I'm like, oh no, this is. I'm in too deep. I got to get out of here. I yeah. I think that's the real challenge of this question is that I suspect Waffle House is like, try it. We'll, 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 we'll crack your head open like an egg mentally. So I think, actually, so I think the most important factor here is um, like a person who just like really likes um, small talk with strangers and yeah. can just is delighted to talk to a stranger for seven straight hours about like um, the like list of jobs they've had and like basic biographic details. If you can do that, I think you could stay there forever. Charles Barkley could live in a Waffle House Charles for Barkley. seven years. <laughs> Charles Barkley. Seven years. <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> Just Barkley it and and, and yeah. bring in people whenever you need a nap. Barkley would eventually run into a problem where they're like, you got to stop organizing high-stake blackjacks games. you got to stop. <laughs> Why? What makes you think any Why? Waffle House would ever say that, Ryan? All right, you're right. You know how sad they would be when Charles Barkley left? That's true. After three years. He'd get standing ovation on the way. <laughs> he probably does. An influential member of the Waffle House family would come personally to award him for his lengthy stay. Someone would be like, damn these term limits. He should have been allowed to stay at Waffle House. (laughs) Ryan, you mentioned yesterday that you were at an unconventional Waffle House layout, and I can't picture this in my head. Can you you describe what you experienced? Um, So the, the building itself was a square, which does not feel right to me for a Waffle House. It also had a, like, weird roof. I don't know how to explain that. Um, There were several things. Did it have a serious slope? Because typically that's not the Waffle House thing. Were you in yeah. a Pizza Hut to convert no, it, it to a it, Waffle it House? No, didn't, it, it wasn't a Pizza Hut. It felt more like maybe small. It was too small to be a bank. I don't know exactly what it was. Uh, there were a few interesting things about this Waffle House. One, it had a sign up that said from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. They were only doing takeout. You could not sit in the restaurant, which I have not seen that. I don't go to Waffle House a ton, but I hadn't seen that before, and that felt very much like there was an incident. And so now we're (laughs) doing uh, this kind of thing. And um, 
there was also half of the restaurant was closed off even though it was busy they, that might have just been a staffing thing that they were just like we're not opening those booths over there but yeah it was it was just sort of like part of part of the waffle house lore i guess is that like these are places that at this point a new waffle house is basically shipped to it's like an ikea just drop it mm. yeah business this was not that this was a retrofit building and it was perfectly good. Enjoyed my meal, but it was just like, oh, this something's wrong here. Something is off here. Mm. So that's what I got. Like the left-handed Publix. Yeah. Yeah. It, like left-handed Publix. Imagine a left. You've been to a city Publix size. You do. Mm -hmm. Do people know what I mean when I say city Publix? The pocket Publix. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Pocket Publix. Yeah. Imagine a left-handed pocket Publix. Oh. oh man. That's what it felt like. Ooh. Do not like. Yeah. That's unsettling on a number of levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Holly, sir, what's the absolute worst vehicle you've ever had to drive or been a passenger in? Oh, God, yes. There's a specific answer to this, uh, and I'm sorry that I've never been to Asia because Story Topper is going to come over here and just roll over the top of this experience, but uh, <laughs> I was once upon a time due to a last-minute, truly unfortunate confluence of travel arrangements. I had to, uh, due to prior engagements, get to Morgantown from Baltimore, and I had to rent a car at the Baltimore airport. And it's not a bad drive from D.C. to Morgantown <clears throat> unless you happen to be given a Nissan Versa <laughs> at the rental car counter. It was like, I imagine that if you had outfitted a cozy coupe with like an outboard motor that wasn't all the way dipped down into the water that would have given it felt like it took about seven hours to get there every gust of wind blew the car sideways on all four wheels i'm pretty sure i could make a cozy a cozy coupe uh that could beat a nissan versa in a street race out of materials i can see in my office right now um just and also a really annoying noise when going up West Virginia's many hills, like <laughs> um, F I mean, minus F minus minus would not would not repeat. The Nissan Versa is very much the I I have purchased a new racing video game and this is the first car the game it's, is giving me. It's until the I standard. Earned. Yes, it yeah. looks exactly like the standard car uh, icon in the Garmin navigation system. <laughs> Oh, NPC ass car. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. I just I I have never felt so close to death in a normal vehicle where nothing was actually going wrong. Spencer, do you need to come over the top with some story of your own? Oh, of course he does. When I was in Taiwan, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking out loud, buddy. It was not in Taiwan. I have nothing to top that. The Versa sounds terrible. It was in he, Nepal. He, I think he does, but he's being He does, he's being and he's pretending to difficult. be nice. Yeah, That's right. Yes, I have yeah. no... Because I, I liked this car too much. What I, car? I liked this car <laughs> So there much. is a story. Oh, okay. So right, there is go. a story. So we've revealed no, no, a lie. No, no. It's, not a, it's not the worst. I can't call nope. it the worst because I laughed the whole time we were driving it. <laughs> okay, well, what is it? A Yugo. A friend of mine had the Yugoslavian wonder the marvel of the marvel of all balkan wonders had a yugo that he sought out because he was an idiot where did he get one 
Florida. Never mind. Does that, yeah. <laughs> this is the guy who one time got drunk and, and was like, this pit bull followed me home. I'm going to take him into my trailer. And when he woke up, the pit bull was trying to eat its way out of the trailer and had eaten a hole in his wall. Yeah, this was that guy. His name was Dave. He's cool. Anyway, Dave decided that he wanted to buy a Yugo, and he found one, and he got one. And it was so... It was the weirdest experience. The, the engine was 55 horsepower, and that honestly felt charitable. That felt like you were giving it, like, 5 to 10. Easy. Everything kind of had some give to it, so, like, the floor kind of <laughs> felt like, you know... Kind of like like a you, gym, like a gym floor. If you can make a whole car out of marzipan, that's kind of what it felt like. You know, that sound good. But it was so fucking cool because when you took a turn at you know twenty five miles an hour, it felt like you were going nine hundred miles an hour. Right? You're like, whoa! Driving is fun again. The doors kind of clattered whenever you so much as breathed on them. The windshield didn't feel like it was made of glass, but if it was, it was the kind that would break into like jagged sheets that would definitely decapitate you. Are you tired of the thrills Ralph Nader took from you? <laughs> <laughs> the engine just smelled like communism. Like when you turned it on, you're like, ah, even if that was unleaded gas, you'd be like, this engine puts lead into the fumes. <laughs> That's how cool it is. <laughs> the rain. <laughs> It was the the radio and FM, a standard FM radio, only picked up, like, sort of loud static. It was, oh, it was just a perfect automobile. The headlights, the headlights sort of made everything look sepia-toned. Like, like, it was, it was just the coolest car. All right, this one is, Spencer claimed it, but I think it's fair to say, given uh, recent news, this is really for the group. What animals do you think you could successfully heist from a zoo situation? I don't know this situation. If it's Dallas, any of them. And why? Why is also an interesting class here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, Holly, what's up with the Dallas Zoo? So, and there are there are several more uh, problems with the Dallas Zoo. I'm only going to list the funny ones. This is uh, this is mostly funny because the Dallas Zoo has a very straightforward and unironic Twitter presence. And a couple weeks ago. It was uh, it, it it announced very you know very somberly and 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 staidly that it had uh, there was a security issue at the zoo and the Dallas Police Department was on the scene and to please avoid the area and of course immediately you get 
11,000 quote tweets from local residents saying, this is a really stupid way to tell everybody you've lost a leopard. Now, it's a cloud leopard. <laughs> We've lost a leopard. It's a cloud leopard, so it's a it's it's kind of it's more of like a bobcat ocelot type situation than right. than but still, um, where did they find the leopard after our first of all? What is the Dallas Police Department supposed to do in this situation? Shoot, yeah, I, that's yeah shoot. like plan yeah. a, are they going to plant a gun on the cloud leopard? What is the utility <laughs> of having them there? But they did find the leopard apparently several feet from its original enclosure, just napping. Um, there, there have been a couple other incidents in the past, uh, in the past year or so where it appears enclosures at the Dallas Zoo have been intentionally cut. And then last night we log on to find out that two monkeys have been kidnapped. Is that the, is that the verb? That's the verb, the Dallas Zoo PR, uh, PR channels were using, I cannot verify its veracity at this time. I would have I, also. I would yeah. also like to take this time to address the woman who accused me of being involved <laughs> in this because mm -hmm. I was too happy about uh, the Dallas Zoo. To be clear, I am going to be attempting to take animals that are still in the zoo, not ones that have already been <laughs> stolen. Because I'm not going to dishonor somebody else's effort like that. Honor among thieves is a thing. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I th I think the use first of all, I, th I think the use of the word kidnap does as much to address the humanity of animals as the air bud question does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you're kidnapped, you are a person, right? That's true. You steal things. You kidnap people. So. Yeah. Um, secondly. Is is this a way to word the question? What is the biggest animal you could steal from a zoo? Because it's like a, a bird. I'll, I'll just let a bird go. Done. Right. Do I win? Right? There's no challenge in that. Right. I, I mean, mean I, I, would, I would maintain that a bird would actually be very difficult to steal from a zoo. Yeah, unless it's, it's a just noisy unless as it's, shit. Unless, no. There's one that I have singled out, and it's at the Atlanta Zoo. It is the southern ground hornbill. It is a meat-eating bird. This is the same bird that likes to And come that would up. be easier? Yes, because throat, they already want to go. Southern ground hornbills, <laughs> first of all, they already bang on the glass with their like beaks to get you to come over and engage with right. them. They're she down. They want to get too. out. They want to go party. Like The hornbill is ready to take your keys and drive you out of the zoo. It's ready to go. It'd be the easiest bird. You'd be like, hey, you want to go get a hamburger and like go get fucked up? And they'd be like, I thought you'd never ask. I thought you'd never ask walking hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's me and you go get a hamburger. That's exactly how yeah. we'll do this. I'm going to cheat the bird question by yeah. taking the uh, as many South African rock hopper penguins <laughs> as I can fit into my trench coat. This is, are... I like that you've turned this into supermarket sweep. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the Nintendo Super Joy run. She's a smart contestant. You can see she's going yeah. straight for the hornbill. <laughs> Um, the, the, these are, these are penguins and as such are, uh, as such are going to be prized, uh, on the open market should I ever choose to use them for commercial purposes, but also, uh, they don't, they're, they're from, they're native to South Africa. They don't require, uh, a ton of special climate care. Ooh, that's smart. Uh, in order to survive, like in the, uh, in the Boston Aquarium, uh, or at least the last time I went, which was, uh, 
about a decade ago, the rockhopper penguins live in this giant open air uh, arena in the middle of the aquarium. Like they, they just, they live in, uh, they're, they're suitable for temperate climates. Uh, but when somebody looks, they see a oh, penguin. Um, anyway, uh, also with multiple, uh, I feel like multiple animals conveys a sense of, not respectability, but, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Not feasibility, but uh, I feel like if I've got one penguin, something might be weird. If I have a group of penguins together, well, clearly that must be because I'm responsible for them. If right? you have if you have that and a clipboard, you're good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Especially like, get, if... get, like, a lanyard. Yeah. Well, like, if the penguins are clearly following you, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. who's, who's going to tell all those penguins? They're wrong. Who indeed? Um, no. I I would argue a sloth would be the the animal I would be most comfortable stealing because like that feels like an think... O. Henry story waiting to happen. That's going to get exasperating in a hurry. But uh, the sloth can't fuck me up, can it? It just doesn't do that. No, but it's also it's also going to be absolutely no good in a fight. I don't. I don't. I, I want to be clear. I'm not going to the zoo looking for fighting partners. Oh, okay. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> That's my Coward. fighting. Sorry, that was me projecting my experience on you, and I am trying to work on that. Or no, project have... Spencer's experience on everyone. Now I have questions about the penguins, but I'm going to move past that. Um, Krav Maga. I'm going to go to a sloth fight. It's going to be a six-hour, <laughs> six-hour tussle. What is the animal you could steal from the zoo that the zoo would say, like, hey? You're going to figure out that this isn't going to work and bring it back. You'll be back. Ostrich. <laughs> yeah, I feel like cassowary. <laughs> Spencer, you're um you're holding back for reasons that I think at least a couple of us are aware of. So why don't you go ahead and give your genuine answer here? On who I would take out of the zoo? On big cats that believe that you personally believe you could befriend. I think I'd be cool with a lion. I think a lion and I could be <laughs> bros. I think we could make it work. A tiger couldn't because, again, we've discussed this before. That's a single-serving animal. They tend to view everything as prey if they happen to express any affection to you. It's much in the same way that you know one would against you know rubbing themselves against a tree or a useful object. Eventually, they're going to probably turn on you. A lion, however, there's extensive experience and sort of human-lion interactions that uh, unless they have viewed you as prey from the start, you could be, at least tangentially, associated with the pride. So I'm so, going to go ahead and say, I think I could make a lion work. So is this scientific? Is that what you're um, saying? No, this is Spencer watching a whole lot of TikTok. Yes, this is me watching <laughs> But you the said lion extensive. extensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these are mostly anecdotal. A lot of TikTok. I can't okay. give you any long-range <laughs> okay. studies. Okay, this, because this is documentary evidence, sir. And if you're putting this, me out I, there on that limb. as The only difference between take. this and planet Earth is some, some light production quality oh. and some length. It's called it's citizen it. journalism. We're going to call this documentary Lion King. <laughs> like, you're, like you're all lining up with fucking spreadsheets. Come on. But, I mean, I, I, I just like spreadsheet was literally like, my plan for the penguins. I, All right, I, I, I just like that you're looking at a tiger like, no, it's mean. It's not very fluffy. You know who's nice? <laughs> that one's fluffier. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I could make it. Like, I'm not saying with every lion. What I is? Would, I would take. Wait, a, not wait. So, how do you determine? Okay, you said not with every lion. <laughs> you need to listen. Let's talk about the third eye. Process. The answer is third eye. <laughs> okay, yeah. vibes. Third eye. 
you just vibes. That's it. You just got to feel it out, and y'all are laughing. Yes, when, we are. I don't but, want to feel it out. <laughs> the, the lion doesn't either. That's but you're you gonna die. have to make it work. We're in a forced no, I don't. theft situation. <laughs> Look, I, would I will watch, steal a smaller animal. <laughs> I would watch a like dating style show where Spencer travels the globe meeting lions <laughs> seeing if any of them will vibe with him and Lion Island. gets attacked in every yes <laughs> yes in a protective setting where you're not actually hurt but you're like no well, no quote where's the fucking fingers protective <laughs> yeah protective setting no this is this is grizzly man um, let's go the confidence you know with which His Spencer said good all that for a while what he had a streak this, the confidence with which Spencer offered this bat shittery uh, reminds me of a derailment I forgot to lead with, and I'm sorry. The flat earth concept. When you think of what people mean, what people picture when they say the earth is flat, what polygon do you think that object is? I know oh, my shit. answer, and my answer was was surprising to others when I brought it up, but... Jason, I want to start with you. What shape is the flat Earth? It's usually described as a disc. I believe that's what most of the, most of the art is. Okay. In, the in, in your world, head, does in your head is that what you think they're thinking? Yeah, I think that's. I'll go along with that. In the ancient okay. world, it's a disc surrounded by a dome above and below. Okay. So, so disc so in a snow globe. Chicago pizza. Yes. Okay. Spencer. Detroit pizza. It's fucking square, <laughs> and there's shit falling off the edge. <laughs> do yeah. you do, seriously? Do you think it's square? Yeah, that would be like it would. You're be going like Wendy's a, Burger. I'm going Wendy, no, Wendy's Burger. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. chicken surfboard Earth, and everything that falls off of it goes into the chili. Whopper, the whopper, yeah. whopper, whopper. <laughs> why? Why? Again, like Jason's choosing the less dumb dumb idea. I'm going to take the dumbest dumb idea. Uh, Server, oh. what shape? What shape is the flat Earth? A rhombus. <laughs> oh god, that's a sick pick. <laughs> I love We're it. Get so like lost. a like a like a almost ninja star spitting through the universe. Dude is so sick. Fuck it's like yeah. God just flicked us like a ninja Fuck star. Yeah. <laughs> I mean if, gonna, if it ain't explain the up. North Pole and the South Pole. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so like when you go to the to the ice walls at the edge of the world and then the, the drones are, are are shooting you to keep you away from climbing the ice walls. Mm-hmm. You why you fuck, why you the see. fuck you think there's diamonds? We're on a fucking rhombus. Yeah, those are the yeah. clues. Those are the clues all along. Holly, what shape is the flat Earth? I just rewatched Thor Ragnarok while folding my laundry, and so this vision of Asgard is coloring my answer. But in the interest of changing it up a little bit, I'm going to propose um, a diamond, but not a diamond with smooth edges, like like a medallion. Sure. Like like faintly like a, like a scalloped diamond, maybe. Uh, but with but with points with, with okay. points on the edges. Like if you took, say, if you took the the drawings of the beautiful blue mountains on a can of ice cold Coors Light, uh, and you uh, you you put two of those upside down against each other, or looked at the reflection in a, uh, a beautiful blue lake. Right. Uh, so I, I'm gonna say some kind of fancy diamond situation. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I landed where Jason did. I said it's basically a pizza. It's a circle. And everyone I talked to was like, I always thought it was a rectangle. Like, literally just Everyone? What? Three different people were like, I thought, when people said flat earth, the thing that they conjured in their head, none of these people are flat earthers, but they're just saying like, yeah, I figure it's a rectangle with corners and you can fall off all the sides. It's the wrist. I'm I'm worried about it. Have these people ever gazed at the horizon? 
you know what? I I felt good about my circle answer, but I was gazing at the horizon is one of the uh, the the biggest factors working against flat Earth theory. Yeah, listener. Uh, yeah, if, fair point. Listener, if you want to feel insane, get into an argument with people who don't believe. None of you believe that the Earth is flat. Get into an argument about what shape the flat Earth is. It will Ooh, fuck or end, by the end, one additional of you suggestion: <laughs> argue that the Earth is round, but the Moon is flat. Ooh, well, yeah. another favorite. See, that's one true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the moon yeah. was planted there by the government, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, voicemail. Voicemail. Ah, uh, let's pull up. Ah, <laughs> let's continue on with the theme in a way. Uh, four two three, Kyle from Tennessee. You're on the air. Hi, y'all. This is Kyle from Tennessee. Uh, I just wanted to call your attention to a possible explanation for why Shane Beamer continues to do the I can't believe this has happened with one shtick. Uh, apparently, the University of South Carolina is launching a fully funded MA program in magic and occult science. Uh, I think this deserves uh, some, some looking into. Uh, I would say I never would have guessed in 100 tries that USC would be the place to be starting that program, but uh, perhaps this will add some uh, extra motivation for Dabo when he goes up against the forces of, of darkness at the end of this year. Uh, anyway, food for thought. Have a good one. Kyle, thank you for this update. This has layers. Yeah, I think uh, that's what's going on here. Is, is This is just counter-programming against Dabo. Hmm. I think Here's I think what a Dabo, state school looks like. I think I think Dabo has a hand in this class going in because he thinks it's going to bring bad will upon the mm. Gamecocks. Mm. They're courting Satan. Mm. Yes. Yeah. University of uh, Satan's children. Satan's yeah. children. I, I I do picture Dabo as thinking God is that stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can outsmart that <laughs> son thinking, of a bitch. Thinking, thinking God won't notice Dabo scurrying to South Carolina to establish an educational program. Well, hell, I he, beat he Nick knows. Saban twice. <laughs> <laughs> he must know what he's doing. Oh, God always bites on the play action. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, well, I swore I saw someone in an orange hat writing the, the syllabus. This is where we ride the paradox of God is supreme, all-powerful, and invincible, and... We're really worried about the devil. Like, okay, well, right. just like, listen, you got to take every opponent seriously. I appreciate God's dedication to the game plan and to respecting the opponent, but you can't just write it off if we've got this serious, right? You can't just like the devil's got to be putting up numbers somewhere, right? It's, um, it's Nick well. Saban pretending to be terrified of Towson or whatever. Uh, a few, <laughs> a few details about this program. Uh, mm -hmm. Fully funded. Uh, no GRE required. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so and very and very Okay, real, so yes. we're doing this. And very real. What I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. Big spur, I'm coming. I'm switching. Um the history professor who is maybe in charge of this program or at least tweeted about it has a resplendent beard. Just absolutely okay. no. fucking resplendent. All right. No. Oh, wizard. Is it, yeah. is it are we talking like weird can we go weird shapes? Because like then I'll probably I'll probably buy if there's a lot of weird shapes in the beard. University um, of Sorcerer Chin. It has it has a lot of it has a lot of potential. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can put it. I'm just in gonna the write chat. my I'm gonna write my thesis live on air. Doom guy as Christ figure. How one man's descent into hell mirrors <laughs> the spiritual struggle of man in video games. Yeah, it's called the heroine. 
That's what Doom's I about. was so mad at that that I just threw Yoshi off a cliff by accident. Yeah, because you know it'd be, it'd be fire. No pun intended. Mm. I you like the part would... when you said that yeah. maybe there's nobody in charge. That felt realistic. <laughs> like we're just going to go out in the woods and some shit. It's going to happen. <laughs> That's what I want in my magic course. What do you Dude, get great? What do you get graded on? How do you like? If you can like summon shit, you can <laughs> summon a demon. This seems pretty yeah. cut but is and that, dry, wait, Ryan. Is that is that an A or an F? That's an, That's an A, a brother. <laughs> you know how hard that is. You wanna you wanna fail Actually, somebody? I, who can I, summon I've been a told demon? it's very easy, but it seems hard. I here's here's what I think. I think summon a demon is the midterm. I think banish a demon is the, uh, the final. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause problems mm. and solve. Oh, this is like yeah, this is like the anything is edible once solution. Would anybody I, be surprised, by the way, if finally the portal from hell to earth was opened permanently and ferociously by the University of South Carolina? Not at not all. Shady Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, only one man stands between Columbia and the darkness, and it's Stephen Garcia and his swords collection. I just, the I just prince who this, was this, promised. This, this terrible. Chasmus Maw opens up, and from forth from it pour bat-winged <laughs> locust creatures and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Purify yourself in the Lake Murray of fire. <laughs> there were omens. You summoned a snake, a serpent first in the form of Spencer Rattler. Huh? Oh, shit. Huh? Should have been mean, watching. John Constantine does smoke enough to be a South Carolina Didn't fan. Didn't we used to... Inv- didn't we used to invoke Willie Corn via Ouija board like 15 years ago? I'm going to say yes. Remember we were repeating his name like Bloody Mary? Yeah. God, so again, I, we may have started this. It would... Huh. No, the board it, is set. I would absolutely... It's not going to happen, obviously. But if South Carolina as a program was just like, we're leaning hard into like dark arts shit, that would be yeah. so great. I mean, it's New not going to happen, program. obviously. I just I don't feel confident that it will happen. All right, all right, all right. It, it, it seems very unlikely. Speaking but of I demons, would love it. Speaking of demons, I have to go summon two from school. Look so at you, quitter! What a yeah, fucking quitter! Um, all right, well let's see. Um, Holly, darling, what's the best little luxury in your life you would suggest to others? Okay, this isn't a little luxury. This is a flex, and I'm sorry, but it has made such a difference in my life. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier this week. This may have also come up on Hand in the Dirt at one point, but a longtime friend of the program, Janie Campbell, uh, Miami Hurricanes fan extraordinaire, is to blame for this because she's had one for a couple years. Um, They cost the earth. They rarely go on sale, but every once in a while you will catch one uh, for a price that is less than a car payment. And when you do, I really can't recommend enough that you purchase one of these countertop pebble ice machine makers, uh, AKA the good ice. Uh, Don't take it from me. Take it from Janie. Uh, Take it from friend of the program, Alex McDaniel. I've taken this one step further Uh, in a house that is occasionally crowded with uh, nieces and nephews and pets and visitors. Um, I have not only purchased a countertop pebble ice machine maker, I have put it in my bathroom so that no one can use it but me. Bathroom ice? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's in the bathroom because it uh, that's that's where I had, you know, the counter space to put it. But 
I have a sleeve of uh, solo cups in my bedroom, and whenever I feel like it, I have crunchy little good ice on demand, and I cannot tell you what a difference this has made to my personal happiness. What is what percentage of your home ice consumption is beautiful pebble ice versus trash fridge ice? Um, it depends on where I am at the okay. moment. Like I am, I am currently drinking fridge ice because I, uh, I prepped my I prepped my diet coke uh, downstairs before today's show. But I am uh, uh, I'm like a, a constant a, a constant hydrator type person anyway because um, I'm one of those people that will forget like an idiot if I'm not dragging around a cartoonishly oversized water bottle and. I don't know, man. It's just easier to make all that disgusting, life-giving water go down when it's filled with little crunchy ices. It's a good answer. Yeah. I don't have one, but I can see the appeal. You I, should mostly get one. I don't have this. I don't have the space for it, and I'm not ready to live a bath. I should live a bathroom ice maker life. Yeah. But I'm not ready for it. Yet. Uh, like just like in general, I have, and maybe this is. I think this probably has something to do with the fact that I don't travel a lot for work anymore, but. As an adult, I have found that making my any little thing that I can do to make my bedroom more like a hotel room generally mm. makes me happier. Like adding blackout curtains, uh, smart putting I've got all a your tea stuff in a safe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I've got actually. I, I've got I having just a shitty I have, iron. I just realized I have the hot and cold uh, things covered because I also added a. Uh, I have a tea kettle in my bedroom now, mm-hmm. um, like an electric one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh and I I'm I I I am one of those people who you know that you know they say that like you know you, you should create separation between your you know between your working life and your working day and I am such a relentless anti-morning person that if I don't put a lot of stuff I'm able to do in my bedroom I will just never get my day started. Mm-hmm. So like I will wake up and just hang out in my room for a good hour like reading reading emails and and uh responding to stuff that I absolutely have to deal with for the day before I will even like go downstairs and make breakfast or whatever. Um, and just having little, I don't know, having little hotel touches in my bedroom makes it easier to drag myself out into the world every day. Um, Cerber and Jason, I want, I want to hear your answer to this question as well. I think mine, and this is maybe a thing people have, and I just didn't think to have, but acquired a couple years ago, quarter sheet pans. Yes. The regular cookie sheet that fits in the oven is called a half sheet pan. I don't really know why it's called. Like, there's probably a good reason for it. Maybe yeah, it's because you could I put mean, two that's, of them in. That's half the sheet. That's half the size of like a traditional like, in like an actual bakery. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can you can buy. You'll see. You can buy like you can buy three quarter sheet pans as yeah. well. But that's like in in there the the pans that are referred to as quarter sheet pans are a quarter of the size of a commercial sheet pan. Okay. So in normal in in domestic kitchens this is roughly this is not roughly it's half the size of a regular pan that you would make tater tots or whatever on. Uh having smaller versions of these is so nice because then the decision of like should I heat this thing up in the oven knowing that it will taste better? Versus should I nuke it or should I just eat it cold or something is like I have a real psychological aversion to using half sheet pans unless I need to use them and giving myself the permission to just say, but you can use the little pan and it's fine. They're easy to clean. They're easy to store. 
I know I have like I, I'm not like causing myself a problem down the road. They're not super expensive. Mm. Uh, quarter sheet pan, real simple but real delightful game changer. That's my offer. Jason, what is what is your small pleasure that you would recommend to others? This is going to be a question I'm terrible at answering because like the shit I buy is like. I like the sound of that comic book or that shirt looks cool. It's got an owl with lightning coming out of its <laughs> eyes. And like, then it's like, I don't really want to spend money. Otherwise I'm going to, these Doritos sound weird. I'm going to try them. So maybe that's my answer. Find some, find the weirdest bag of Doritos. This is, <laughs> well, but the, you're, you're kind of espousing a version of like Shonda Rhimes year of yes. Do these Doritos look weird? Then try them. Yeah, like but yours at is the same more time, of a it's, it's it's no to shit like this appliance is useful. No, I yeah. don't want to learn an appliance. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. What is the what what is like? If you, if you buy the weird Doritos, sure. What's your usual enjoyment level of them? Usually good. It's pretty high. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty high because like you know they're designed in a lab to sure. uh, fulfill they, all the things your brain wants in food. You know. They're, they've been, they're, they're test, they've been to tested by humans. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Not only that, there's the sheer novelty of it. You get to take a picture of it. You get to show off what an idiot you are trying the weird Doritos. Right. So you, it's it's like a solid hour of joy, and then you feel bad. But it doesn't matter because you have the memory of. <laughs> yeah, and and to be clear, chips aren't real. Like if you buy oh, if you sure. buy like a tub of ice cream and you're like, oh, this is the wrong flavor to buy. That's commitment. Chips aren't real. Sure. Mm-mm. Yeah. So you can just move on. Server. What's your answer to this question? Gas chainsaw. <laughs> You're the only one on hand in the dirt who has a gas chainsaw, aren't you? No, that's true. Okay. I think I'm the only Ex- one with a gas generator, too. I don't Expound think a little bit on why you prefer, what, what what joy a gas chainsaw has brought to you that an electric chainsaw would not. Number one, agility. More room for activities. Yep. Um, <laughs> when you have to haul a cord behind you. Um, that is a problem, and it's also somewhat dangerous. You can it's trip a over it. Yes. Yeah, it can get tangled up. Um, and what you're trying to cut up, it could be a problem. Um, aside from that, the battery powered ones, one just not enough juice. Period. Um, I, I say that with the caveat of know what you're capable of. Um, if you don't need the gas chainsaw because you don't feel you're capable of anything that needs more power than the battery powered one, then you're probably good with what you have. In that case, I would tell you that your little luxury should be go get a second battery or even better yet, find another battery powered device that uses the same battery as you do. You will get that device and an extra battery. And then I would recommend to still go get an extra battery because then you'll have three batteries. You'll be lined up with batteries. (laughs) And why stop with three? Just get four. Get as many batteries if you're going to get battery powered. Powered. But you should yeah, get the gas one because no job is too big for you at that point. Within reason, please do not try to chop down the 200-foot oak tree in your backyard. Obviously, get someone who has proven to you they have insurance and a track record to do that. But if you have a little <laughs> so sapling glad in your Spencer's yard... Spencer's not here right now. No. Just do it yourself. Dude, did you see? Did you see Felder on Instagram a couple weeks ago trying to chop down a twenty-foot tree in his yard? Not well, okay, listen, that's a fine tree to chop down with a gas chainsaw yourself. You can do that yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His problem was he was trying to do it with an electric chainsaw, and mm-hmm. it got pinched because he didn't do a wedge. Well, yeah, yeah. He, I think he could have managed it with the electric chainsaw if he had prepped properly, which he did not. Yeah, he got he got impatient. He wanted to get in there, and when he got halfway through, he's like, "I can just do this the rest of the way." And the pro- and then as soon as he thought that. It the weight shifted and it pinched his chainsaw and it got stuck 
and then he had to take a hatchet to it. But uh, a gas is- a gas chainsaw just is n- nothing is any match for you at that point. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an electric chainsaw person, but that's because the jobs that I am doing on the property are fairly limited. Like I have, right. I have a chainsaw to clear out things that fall across my driveway. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's uh, if it's something that requires like actual bringing down trees of any size, I am calling it a pro. Yeah, and that that is that is perfectly acceptable. It's a pay versus play, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that said, if you 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 may run into an intermediate place one day where like I don't know something big falls and you're like I could handle this. I don't. It's not. A, it's on the ground. It's not a danger anymore. But the electric can't handle it. Renting a gas chainsaw fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. to Home Depot or Lowe's and being like, I would like, hey, instead of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'd like a chainsaw, please. Yeah. That like, shit is great. I'd like to rent a jackhammer sometime. That's the thing <laughs> you can do. So um, when's, your, when's your birthday? November <laughs> November 19th. Oh, that's a fun time to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. If you go, next time you go to the hardware store, if you're not the kind of person who rents tools, just go look. The, mm-hmm. the shit that they will rent you is fucking wild. I, I feel like there are lots of countries where most of the shit you can rent at Home Depot is like, you need to take a three-year course for that. And mm-hmm. like, you know um, what I mean? I, re- I recently learned that during Prohibition, uh, the Tommy gun, the sort of, you know, <clears throat> uh, token uh, gangster gun. Was rentable? Was rentable, yes, in like Chicago hardware stores. <laughs> What, for shooting down a tree? <laughs> for doing whatever you wanted with it. <laughs> I take back a number of things I've said about the Midwest on this show. So this, this country used to be crazier. It, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a difficult thing to really reckon with sometimes. So, yeah. Like This is one of the more normal brain times in our history. Like, what is the safety deposit like on a Tommy gun? <laughs> uh, okay. Jason. Which program deserves to just absolutely suck shit for a while? As a Michigan fan, the obvious answer is Ohio State, who hasn't been truly dog shit bad for like 70 years, but I need not the easy answer here. So first thing, Michigan fan, your um, your Homer instincts, I think they're dead on correct. I think this is one where the obvious two are the, uh, the correct two. Um, Ohio State is far and away the best answer here. They have excluding World War II and its immediate aftermath and excluding NCAA sanctions involving players getting too many tattoos, they have had six losing seasons ever in over a century. That is insane. That is, that is, that is, there's no reason, no reason for this to be the case. Um, They have, again, outside of sanctions, they've only had one losing season since 1966 and only three since 1924. There's no, no, no. They are long, long overdue for a solid decade in the gutter. Um, Number two, does it feel like Alabama? Good. That means your feelings are correct. (laughs) Alabama is unquestionably number two. They had a really bad year uh, 22 years ago, and they still talk about it. Despite winning 337 national titles since then, they still have bad feelings about something that happened like before The Matrix 2 was in theaters. Like they, they, they need to go back to that feeling and they need to realize that like, that, Hey, remember how you see how that was like forever ago. You can stop talking about it. You've won every title since then. Um, and, and if you don't enjoy the good things, then you need to go back to the bad year, the one bad year. Um, number three is where it gets tricky. I think, because like 
almost everyone has had a bad year within the last decade. Um, except for <laughs> a certain team that has, uh, I, I think, 12 straight 10-win seasons. Um, if I, I looked at this earlier, 11 straight top 15 finishes and two national titles. Um, it is long past time. We thought we... Uh, Twice in the last three years, we thought we had the Clemson reckoning, but nah, they're still fine. They're still really good. Um, it is long past time for a true bump in the Clemson road. Yeah, um, Clemson's I, I, number three on this list. I want to pipe in in support of you here, even as Thank a Clemson you. fan, because a lot of people think that like oh, this all ha listen Tommy Bowden won a lot of games while he was there he didn't win any of the important ones but it's been <laughs> since 1998 when they went three and eight since they were truly truly bad mm -hmm. they've been yeah. at least on the cusp since then so well deserved I would even argue since it's been even a little longer you could make an argument for them at two over Bama but that's wow just one man's opinion wow this, the Bama disrespect continues um Jason of the three choices you've presented which group's going to deal with it worse if they do drive into the ditch? Um, I mean, I feel like Clemson knows they're on borrowed time, and uh, Clemson knows they've gotten away with it for a little too long, you know? <laughs> and, like, Clemson fans don't have the history of, like, my granddaddy's daddy, blah, 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 so, mm -hmm. you know, got to enjoy 300 national titles, so why shouldn't I? Like, Clemson fans know this is all half bullshit. Um, Bama fans, oh, they'll get to a wallow in another, like, one, they're one bad year every quarter century. They love having that. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 the obvious answer. So <laughs> this is one where the first instinct is correct. Like like every football season, Bama loses and everyone's happy. Every football season, Ohio State loses and everyone thinks, "Oh God, now we have to hear from <laughs> Ohio State fans." <laughs> I I think there is also a. This could be entirely made up. I think if this happened to Bama they could stand back and look at the landscape of the rest of the SEC and say, like, you know, in some ways we built that. In some ways they were all, <laughs> right. they were all just trying to take us down. So, right, yeah. you know, T-Rex may be dead, but we're still king of the goddamn dinosaurs. <laughs> Whereas Ohio State fans, I don't think we'll take that perspective if it's like, oh, man, Wisconsin is a fucking dynamo. Like, no, I don't think they're going to live in that space. No. Yeah. We have a couple of thematic voicemails that can oh, go please. right good, behind good, this, good, actually. Good, good. Uh, Server, can you play 419 Ken from Toledo and then 614 Eric in Columbus? Hey, this is Ken from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I'm calling for two things. First, hail Ra. Second, on your last shutdown full cast, you guys are mentioning how like Ohio State's never had a down period. You guys are forgetting the entire late 80s and John Cooper into the mid-90s, early 2000s. My God, yes, we had talent. We had Hall of Famers, professional football Hall of Famers on those teams. And every time we felt good about ourselves, do you know what happened? We literally went full Wild E. Coyote into Michigan. I mean, we're going on a season in, what, 96, 97, where we're going to go to the Rose Bowl and win? A national championship, and what happens? Tim Biaka Batuka. Yeah, him. So that's all I got for you. Thanks. Okay. And bye. Anyway, okay, I, so I want to play that. The... Just, I want to play that here, here... specifically to set up the next voicemail. Sorry. Oh, okay. Good. Hey, my name is Eric. I'm a mailman in Columbus, Ohio, and I used to deliver to John Cooper. And we talked a lot of football. The only football we ever talked about were the Cincinnati Bengals, and he has a Cincinnati Bengals bumper sticker. 
He has coached for the Bengals for years. I just thought you guys should know. And he gets really, really hyper about it. It's really kind of funny. He is the most amazing Cincinnati Bengals fan you'll ever run across. Anyway, just thought you guys might want to know. Talk to you. Bye. So that coach that Ken th- from this... Toledo won't stop complaining about is just a happy-go-lucky Bengals scout today, and I'm happy for him. Sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Let me give you a list of AP final rankings in the bad times of Ohio State, okay? <laughs> 18th, 11th, 14th, 6th, 2nd, 12th, 2nd, unranked, 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 1st. How did you survive? You poor things. The, the season and this is the, I, I, yeah. Ken. We hate to single you out. You're not the only person in the voicemail who you're has all this like kind that. of opinion. But you're all like this. The season. The season that was. Being, we lost uh, to Michigan 30 years ago. <laughs> the season that was being singled out is the 1996 Ohio State Buckeyes, who did the following: they beat Pitt 72 to zero. They won at Notre Dame 29-16. They beat Penn State, number four Penn State, at home 38-7. They beat number 20, 20 Iowa on the road by 12. And then, yes, they did, in fact, lose a home game to Michigan by the score of 13-9 to suffer their first loss of the season. They then turn around and play the Rose Bowl against number two Arizona State and won that game. quite possibly uh, uh, removing any chance Arizona State had of a claim at the national championship. So what we have here is a growth arc because the the second message that Ken left there was a couple months after the first one. I found Mm -hmm. it through old voicemails this morning. And over the course of the season, he appears to have developed, I don't want to overstate this because this is Ohio State football we're talking about here, but he has almost developed... A healthy outlook, again, by by Ohio State standards of football, by saying, is it okay to just want to go to the Rose Bowl? Yes! Oh, God! Yes, yeah, you're there. You're there, dude. Just cling to this. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. Is it okay to want the Rose Bowl to be the ceiling of the season? Yes, you goddamn lunatics. Just take it. It's wonderful. In the last 20 seasons... I can't even believe this is real. In the last 20 seasons, Ohio State has lost multiple conference games one, two, three times. First time was 2003, where Jim Trestle went to 6-2 and two in conference right after winning a national championship. Have some room to work with. Second time was the year after that when they went eight and four, went four and four in conference. Not great, but again, within two years, Jim Trestle and the Buckeyes were back in the BCS championship. I really do hate doing this part without Spencer here because you're Ryan. You're way too reasonable to be a Florida fan, Uh, and this is where Spencer will start grousing about only having seen two national titles uh, this century. The third was, of course, the year where. Too many tattoos and emails about tattoos felled the mighty Buckeyes. And and even then, even in that year where they like, if you remember exactly the timeline, it's the NCAA comes in, gives them what is in retrospect an unduly harsh punishment. Lots of the roster leaves very, so late in the year that like they're entering the supplemental draft. So there's nothing they can do about it. And they still went... Six and six in the regular season, and got to go to the Gator Bowl. That was that. That was like the doom year. Ohio, for State. Ohio State, you're rich, Followed dummies. By, 
followed by an undefeated season, and then and then a national title. Okay, y'all don't but, act rich but, enough. But, but, but it is. Fu- it remains very funny. We've talked about this a lot. It's my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to Ohio State. It's very funny that Ohio State went undefeated and could not play for a national championship because it was because. more important <laughs> to lose to lose the tax slayer bolt of Florida. To whom? And <laughs> coached by whom? Was Will fortunate enough to not play in the 2012 national title game, instead granting that opportunity to Notre Dame. <clears throat> then what? It would have been Notre Dame, Ohio State, and that would have... We would have just... Can't, no, that's not canon, right? No one would have bought that. that no, mm-hmm. no. That's not real. You're so, doing fine. I, I honestly think it was fine that Ohio State missed that title game because it, no one would have counted it. Um, all right, Holly. This is this is one that I'm actually curious about. Okay. Have any of the main characters of any disaster episodes ever found out they were on the podcast and reached out to set the record straight? I'm imagining Dad A and Dad B trying to walk you through a tactical reconstruction of the snake fight or a Marine fire team talking about some coy as the aggressors. Not the subjects themselves, as far as I know. We have had multiple Marines write in or call in to say, hello, I'm a Marine. Thank you for your accurate depiction of Marine life. Okay. Um, I feel like maybe it was the originator of Nightham. Mm-hmm. Yes, person who reported The person Steven. who reported the Nightham story, the, pers- the Nightham person got into it with him on Twitter and was like, mm-hmm. you've misrepresented me or something. Yeah. But then he, uh, but, but he was, uh, the quibble, as I recall, was like something with the time frame. but yeah. it, and this guy's name is Steven. And I remember this because if I, if I recall, he's now a listener. Okay. Like that one, that one is I, the reason I didn't remember that is because that guy is part of the extended universe now. Okay. Um, Oh, also, shoot, there's one more, but that one also. Uh, We have not had any unhappy disaster disaster subject report. And the mom who kept the trophy, I feel like at one point we heard from the mom who kept the trophy of the fishbone that had been stuck in her throat. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with additional details about how the fishbone was stored and displayed in the home. Uh, very valu- very valuable information. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, those are the only ones. Okay. Two others I want to knock out. <clears throat> uh, I'll take this one, and uh, I expect to be Venmoed appropriately from the person who submitted this. Can you mention the University of Arizona at least once? I'm trying to win a bet. I just did. I'll mention the University of Arizona. Um, this is not a home field ad read, but uh, I recently purchased an additional University of Arizona shirt from home field, and it is the vintage one that has the uh, the red and blue like uh, vaporwave style sweep with the cactus across the front. Yeah, the very the, like, fine desert yeah. desert sunsetty type one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very fine. It is available in both hoodie and t-shirt configurations. Uh, now pray to, proud to say I own them both. Uh, you should go purchase some. Connor, um, if and when you decide to sell zip hoodies and you sell the zip hoodie, Wildcats, um, one that is worn in speed, like yes. Holly and I are definitely purchasing Good that. football team. No question. And also, yeah, to, to the person who submitted this, we ha- we've we talked about speed. Therefore, we have talked about the University of Arizona. Oh, yeah. Huh. So you can't be mad at us. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> on a similar note, Jason, you guys haven't talked about the Delaware Blue Hens in years. 
Yeah, I'm not going to. Delaware's not here. <laughs> hmm. All right. Asked and answered. Um, Holly, are there any other emails you want us to hit? Any other or voicemails. Or right any now. other voicemails I want us to hit? Mm, see if anything is dire. Um, I would like to let's see. This one's about nine one one, so we should save it for when Spencer is back. While while uh, you look for this, I do want to share this one. This is not a question. <clears throat> okay. One time I smoked weed for the first time in way too long and was paddling in an inflatable kayak around a pond, dragging a buddy in an inner tube. We thought it was cool seeing the beavers slap their tails on the water while hunting or whatever. I don't think that's what they were doing. Turns out they're very territorial, and that's a warning. One started chasing us to the shore, and we were terrified. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one. I, I have one kind of poignant story of friendship that came in uh that this came in obviously a, a few weeks ago we have not we have not done a mailbag in a minute um i couldn't quite hear the 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 voicemail quality is garbled so i'm gonna read it aloud the transcript as best i can it sounded like the guy's name was union i don't know if that's correct or not I think it was ian ian okay this is let's go with ian this is ian in minneapolis minnesota and ian says i was just at the bar and there was a guy in a Michigan shirt holding a football, like a regulation football, not like a miniature-sized one. So I called him over and asked him why. And he says, the holidays are a hard time, and football is a bit of a security blanket for him. So he likes to just carry it around with him to soothe him. So anyway, he invited me over to his house. Twice a year, he hosts his own version of the Headbangers Ball in his garage and plays heavy rock music videos from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I'll probably go next time. Thanks for that. Uh, I just love, I, I don't know if this second person is a full cast listener, but I, I love that y'all are making friends out in the world. That's, That's beautiful. <clears throat> Um, let's see. A few here to clean up. Somebody wanted us to know. I play at, uh, I, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I play at Dalhousie University. This is a Canadian school. Uh, and just wanted to say we won our league this season. Um, Shit, yeah. That's great. That fucking rules. Good Are for Are we you. Canadian fans of whatever this school is now? Uh, let me find out what the mascot is. I'm fine. Uh, it's the, probably the like the, the Yodelhosen or something. It's the Dalhousie Tigers, and they wear like uh, a black and yellow Bengal style helmet that actually Spencer looks pretty sweet. Spencer is going sweet. to object, but I think we should take this tiger. I'm tired of tiger teams. You need you're, ti- you're tired like, of tiger teams? I like the Yodel whatever Holly said. Yodelhosen, which is a thing that I think I invented just now. Okay. Then, then that's who they are. Okay. Um, and then uh, there was one more I wanted to get. Oh, oh okay. I have an answer here, but I want to know what y'all think. Which one of you would make the best grandmother? Me. Spencer. That's my answer. My answer oh, was also okay. Cerber. Yeah. yeah. Cerber. Yeah, that's much better. I think, like... I think Cerber would be a kick-ass grandma. Yeah, let me cook you all the dumplings and like, and, wow, and okay. give you all the all. The, I got a lot of chips. I got all the chips. I got four different types of cereals mm-hmm. over here. I'm just gonna feed you a lot. Uh, do you want to go to Target? But you'd also be like the the good the grandma where it's like, oh shit, she has a gas chainsaw. Mm-hmm. That fucking rule. Gas also, chainsaw what, grannies. What does a grandma want in life? To be called on the phone. What do all of us do for more than an hour every week? We call oh, Cerber on the phone. We talk to Grandma on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sometimes Grandma stops paying attention, but we understand why, and it's okay. <laughs> Very much so. 